Hey Survivors, Makeshift here. This is going to be part two of Passing the Torch with Adam Chilson, where we talk about his retirement from Wasteland Weekend. Part one came out last week, so if you haven't listened to it yet, it'll be the episode right before this one. So give that a listen first, and then come back here and hear the rest of the story. Now before we get started, I just wanted to point out that Adam is no longer part of the Wasteland World staff or ownership, and the opinions he expresses in this interview do not necessarily represent those of the Wasteland World team. And now let's jump into part two of Passing the Torch with Adam Chilson. We did this ourselves. They're coming. It can't be. Where is everyone? What's next for Wasteland? I don't know. Uh, oh, where is it? What's it say? <laughs> F- what? Fuck. This is my, this is my circus and these are my monkeys? Yes. <laughs> Only patch in all these years I've ever actually ever put on my outfit. Uh, I and in some ways it's fitting. This uh, this was my first out, outfit in 2010 for the first wasteland. Uh, and yeah, I, you know, this is what it, it's. A, it's a tactical vest and it works really well for operations. So it's not really in theme. Ish. It's it's, a, it's mediocre. Forgot the fucking question. Oh, what's next for wasteland? Oh. <laughs> Not my circus, not my monkeys. Now I say that I'm not completely divesting myself of being a part of, you know, Jared and I even talked about it today, uh, that we had, can we've been in, you know, constant, you know, what are we doing right now today to get Wasteland, all of our stuff done to make sure the crews are, are taken care of, you know, or someone dropped out at the last minute who was supposed to be doing our food. So we're constantly going over, okay, we need somebody else to fill in that role. But we're also on that, looking on the long term and having those long term conversations. And, uh, you know, he said, I, you know, years from now, I still want to be able to just call you up and get your advice on something. That meant a lot. Uh, I don't know really where it's going to go. Uh, That's up to a new generation. Uh, You know, Jared and I, our vision hasn't really changed from what we want this to be. It's, but we are in a constant battle of just the survival of the event itself. And uh, I don't envy Jared. Uh, it's a hard, it's going to be a hard road ahead on, on a lot of fronts. This is, this is a tough world to be moving into and keeping to, you know, staying on this. And I'll say very frankly that uh if he hadn't been that pillar of just bam, I am not moving, I am immobile this far, no farther, and held on to this during the years of COVID. He was the, you know, the light, the beacon, the lighthouse that kept it going. I was not. I was couldn't do it anymore. So I'm leaving it in good hands. And I'm confident in Jared's ability to, you know, continue doing this. And I want to make sure that the people that I train uh, can do the jobs, wear the hats that I've been wearing all these years and make it go on. And is it going to be the same? Those, uh, I would like to think that my influence is going to still be here. 
that people are still going to be pulling some of the pranks, that, you know, and joking about it, and the traditions that you know that have become a part of this. But it will it will be new, and that's okay. Maybe it's time for that. Uh, get too old for this shit. Is there a new Adam in the works? Uh, like, is there anyone that Jared's talking to yet that could do what you do? No, there's there isn't another Adam. Uh, when I said, you know, 2010, you're not going to find anybody who can do it better. Well, I'm still holding to that. But you know what? Nobody should be wearing this many hats. Um, this isn't how you fucking run things. Uh, I've already been having discussions with uh, build crew and, uh, you know, people who are stepping up. Ellie is going to, you know, help with some of the artistic direction. You know, helping to maintain what this, what this is. And uh, in passing the torch to them... Uh, I'm, ta I'm passing on why and how we got here, but where it goes from here is very much in the eyes of people who are going to see it differently. And that's kind of exciting. I like that. This is, and I'm going to try to do my math right now, 2010, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, no 20, but 21, 22, 12. I'm going to count 20. I'm going to count 20 because we never had a wasteland, but we had all of the fucking drama online and then some of an event that never happened. And that's, that burned me up more than anything else. Like that oh, probably yeah. burned me out more than any event we've ever had. So 13 years of wasteland. Yep. Did we ever reach your vision back that you had back in 2011? Yeah. Yeah, 2019, when I had a moment, uh, I was going to point A to point B, or the, I don't even remember what the fuck was broken or wasn't working, but yeah, it was something I had to go handle, and there wasn't anybody else I could get on the radio to do it, or I'm the only one who knew how to do it. That's my fault. <laughs> uh, and I stopped, and I was on, on one of the streets in Wasteland City that I, in my head, had laid out. I'd seen it you know, moved all the parts around and somewhere in that, in the last two days of going from point A to point B and all the different things I was doing, I hadn't actually stopped and looked around. And the vent had started, I know it was already in progress and I'd stopped and everywhere I looked, it was a living post-apocalyptic city. People in costumes and LARPing and interaction and vehicles. And there wasn't a single thing that didn't feel like you were living wasteland. And to see, you know, and I, and I had just, I had imagined by seeing pictures of, from tribe submissions and what their camps were going to look like. I imagined it, but everything looked better and real in such a way that like, this, this is it. This is, this is, this is everything it could be. Uh, that was special. I'm never, I'm always going to remember that. That's amazing. What has being involved in Wasteland for over a decade taught you for better or worse? We who wander this wasteland in search of our better selves. Wasteland's made me a better person. It's made me be a better person. I had, you know, you two choices you can just keep fucking it up or look around and go, oh, well, I know what I did wrong. Am I going to do it again? No. 
All right, well, then the option left left is figure out how to fucking do it right. Be the better person, learn from your mistakes. And that's a constant ongoing thing, but I've made a lot of effort for that in the last few years, especially uh, because it's not enough to look around and be, you know, discontent with how the world is going if you're not the one trying to make it better. If you're not personally taking some responsibility for that. And I can't make anybody else do that, but I can do that for me. What should other people take from this event? I get angry if I answer that question. <laughs> no, I, I want to hear it. Yeah, I've, been, I've been tried the best I can to impart a philosophy that when you walk away from this, you leave the anger and the hate and the bigotry and all the things that have been dividing us, you leave that behind, or at least a part of it. Don't walk away with a grudge. Don't leave this place hanging on to something. You let go of that. You, you walk through there to, trying to be the better person. And minutes before this interview, before you came, before I came picked you up in the car, I made the mistake of logging in because that's how I had to reach you. I logged into Facebook so I could send you a message. And the first thing up on my feed is Wastelanders just tearing at each other's throats again. Just right back to it. Like, just like nothing of living and seeing people face to face and this opportunity to be better people, all of it just went right the fuck out the window. And I'm still processing that because I have to go back to it. As a species, we're fucked. You look around at the world, even as it's in its death throes, the world is dying. And all we can do is figure out ways to profit from that or blame each other. All we can do is find more reasons to fight and divide ourselves. You know, more reasons to be offended by things instead of looking around at the planet and realizing that, you know... We're just running out the fucking clock. And I'm disappointed. It makes me sad and it makes me angry that it's like nobody learned that lesson. Hope's a mistake. If you don't fix what's wrong, you'll go insane. Well, you can't, we species, we can't fix what's wrong because we're what's wrong humans we're we're the problem i don't think we can fix it i think i think we are just running out the clock little blip on this planet and it'll still go on but i don't see hope for the human race and that is a sad ending to this it's not the ending i wanted it's not the ending i wanted especially since our first conversation on in 2010. I don't have hope. Hope is either, it was the, the thing that was left in Pandora's box when all the evils were left on the world. And, you know, the question, you know, the debatable question is, is it, was it left in the box because it was the one thing that could fix it or was it left there because it was the worst evil of all? And... 
I think as a race, as the human beings, if there isn't there isn't hope. We're done. While we've been here, I've looked at my Google News a few times for updates on the war in Ukraine. And Russia held a vote. Uh, from the results of that vote, annexed four regions of Ukraine and said that they will protect those regions from Ukraine using all of their might. Nuclear weapons are on the table in this war. Yeah. What, do you, what do you think about this real-world possibility of what we're out here pretending happened, but romantically? <laughs> oh, yeah, when the apocalypse happens, you know, let's just uh, go out in the desert with a gas-guzzling muscle car, shave our heads into a mohawk, put on some assless chaps, and <laughs> drink some beer. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that apocalypse a lot better, but, uh, no, the real one's going to suck. Uh, you want an honest answer to that? I 100% do. Just rip off the bandaid and get it done. Cause we're there, we're going there one way or another. You want the slow version or you, you know, where you just kind of slowly die like fucking cancer or do you want to just get it over with? If I had the button, just fucking do it. EMP the whole fucking world. At least then we'd have a fighting chance. The answer to how do you fix it? What do you, you know, what are you going to do? Take the world population and reduce it to 10% where everybody goes back to a pre-industrial civilization and lives in an agrarian society? Who gets to get voted in on the Thanos platform? Uh, I wouldn't vote for that because it's just going to be divided by race and you know money and all the other fucking bullshit that. Now, uh, like hell if the fucking court of Facebook got to decide that. The only way for the species to survive is something we can't do and we're not willing to do and probably shouldn't. That's why there's no hope. So getting it over with with nuclear weapons, that's just one variation of many. It could go. But we can just keep doing this the slow way. You know, global warming and climate change, you know, we're accelerating that. You know, the movie Soylent Green... Most people don't consider it a post-apocalyptic movie, but it is. The apocalypse has already been happening for, you know, of course the date's wrong, but we're doing, we're on our way there. You know, the food supply, the water supply, everything we're doing to, you know, the environment. Uh, it isn't just oil. It's not just water. It's, there's everything. And nobody wants to make the hard choices because there's too much money to be made. You know, you got one side that was pretend like it's not happening and the other side is how can we make money on it and pretend like we're doing something. Nothing's going to fucking change. We're going down that route. And, you know, if the, in Soylent Green, the you know, Soylent Green was originally um, algae from the ocean. Uh, it's kind of lost in the, you know, that report that, you know, is uh, that the, you know, one of the characters is uh, killed for. Uh, and it's what we did to the oceans. It's what we, it's why there's no more algae, and, but they still had to feed people, uh, living in these crowded cities. And I remember the old toothless guy in that movie that was still the old enough to remember what trees looked like and what the world was before it had slowly degraded to that point. 
And I, that always scared me more than a real apocalypse. Like, get it, you know, that always, am I going to be that guy? Am I going to be that toothless dude that just still remembered the world before? I'd, I don't know. I think I'd just rather get it over with. I feel like I helped drive us down this hole, but uh, I do want to find one ray of hope <laughs> in all this. Uh, well, you wanted answers and you wanted honesty and... Here it is. Yeah. And it wasn't the ending that you wanted. Yeah. Neither did I. So I'm going to just dive one step deeper. Okay. Over the years, you've made a lot of friends through this event and lost a lot of friends in this event. What happened along the way? That's an unusual question that doesn't really have a, that's just life. You think it would have been different without Wasteland? Sure, but you make friends and you lose friends in life. Things change. You go from one thing to the next. The thing that you are passionate about now may not be the thing that you're interested in doing in a year or a month or 10. I don't think... I don't think it's Wasteland that uh, changed. I think that's just life and the world around it that has invaded, made this something that was and still is a beautiful thing, much more difficult and much more complicated than it needed to be. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna get back out of the hole. When I walked around this year, the enthusiasm, the, the renewed enthusiasm from people that had gone jaded and, and found new life and new inspiration. The number of people that said, hashtag best wasteland. Yep. The amount of first timers that were having the time of their lives. The people that found inspiration to do new things. There are people here that are ready to carry that torch. Yeah. And there, there's, there's something in that. There is. That's where, it, that's where we get into that dangerous word again, hope. I am hopeful that seeing the light come on and the, the especially old timers coming back and newcomers seeing it for the first time that was the same light. And I haven't seen that in a while. So, you know, and in that, it's my time to walk away and hand it, hand that torch to somebody else. Well, that light's gone out of my eyes and it's time to hand it to somebody that it's still there. Whether they're seeing it for the first time or ready to step up and <laughs> jump in and Make this thing happen. Make it bring the light back to someone else's eyes. What do you want to say to Wastelanders? Right now? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right now. <laughs> this, was, this was supposed to be about humanity coming together 
in the wake of hate and finding new hope. And you dumb motherfuckers went right back to it. Hours. Didn't even last hours. For fuck's sake. Just fucking get back to treating other human beings like human beings. Uh, I, I don't think you were there for the Sunday sermon. I wasn't. It was beautiful. And I got the whole thing. And I'm really looking forward I'm to sharing it with you. I'm glad that that tradition has lived on. Oh, my God. It was I incredible. Was, I was fixing an issue with Portos, even though that's not my fucking job or it wasn't supposed to be. Uh, and I knew it was happening. And I couldn't leave to go do it. Because there wasn't anybody else to pass that torch to right then and there. And I looked down Main Street and saw, I just saw the gathering and I was like, and I've been to everyone, Mm. but I didn't make it to this one. Dan Thompson uh, plays Brother Justify and he's been doing it since 2010, right? Yeah, I think so. Sometimes he's more in character than other times. I mean, no, his character's in character, but... Uh, he walks out barefoot on that fucking ground every year. I'm like, dude, I, that, that's commitment to the role, I gotta tell you, but man. Yeah. The words this year were fictional, but they were really inspired by this year and the news of you retiring hmm. and the smaller population and wondering... Who's going to pick up as some of the <laughs> of the ones that have been doing it for so long do pass that torch, you know? And it was it was a message of sadness and and hope, and uh, I'm really looking forward to sharing it with you because I I think you're going to get a lot from it. Well, the when I did make the announcement, and I know there's going to be some people like. Why you do it that way? Well, you know what? I have my reasons. Uh, and doing it on stage with, you know, all hail the Crimson King and everybody I know and love at Wasteland is all there. That's how I wanted to do it. But uh, there's some people that are just still finding out. I still haven't put it. I was so angry seeing just the return to hate. I was going to post an announcement on my page before I walked out here. And I had to walk away because don't type shit when you're angry. Yeah. Uh, There's a fucking lesson. Uh, (laughs) Well, you could type it just for fuck's sake. Don't hit return. Hit delete. Yeah, I'm glad that he came back and did that. And there are some people that are going to be happy. There's some people that are still processing. I'm still processing. But there were a number of people who I've been training for years to pass these torches to that didn't know I was training them for years to pass these torches to that immediately all the little pins fell in and, oh, oh, oh. (laughs) (laughs) And some people were angry, but also 
understood. Some people are, well, how come you didn't trust me to tell me ahead of time? Dude, you know how you keep a secret? You don't tell anyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't because I don't trust people. I mean, I don't trust people, but uh, that's how you keep a secret is you don't tell anyone. Uh, if I had, and there were moments I thought about it, the wasteland that experience that a lot of, you know, the crew, especially the people who have been building and putting their, you know, blood, sweat, and tears into this, it would have irrevocably changed everything past that point. And it, it did, but we got to Friday night at a good, like, good leaving on a, on a good note, you know, no pun intended, with an attack playing, that I felt like that was, that was the place to do it. And there's been a lot of people coming up and talking to me. That's been taxing, especially with sound issues and, you know, a certain amount of bandwidth I can process. But I've made every effort I could with every person I could to have that conversation. And that is why, that little glimmer of hope that, yeah, I think, I think we can keep doing this. I think the people that are, it's important enough to them not to see it die and rewarding kind of personally that they want some part of my vision for it to continue. This has been a journey. Uh, it's been a pleasure to tell the story, to be a part of the story, more and more as it goes, <laughs> to be able to play in your world that you guys built. So, come back to, I'll come back to a question you asked that I didn't really answer. Yeah. What's next? Well, what's next for me is... Adam holds up his headphones. Some peace and quiet where I don't have to put these things on just to walk outside and be around people. Mostly not being around people. I, over COVID, um, I went through the same thing a lot of other people did where this first, you know, month or two of, you know, sitting at home in your underwear, drinking, just being depressed and playing computer games and getting mad at people online. Uh, and I snapped out of that at a certain point point. said, this is fucking stupid. Uh, this isn't, is this, again, that, is this, is this what I want to do? Is this, is this where I want my life going? This is fucking dumb. I don't want to do this. So I started picking up skills. I started learning new stuff. I had to, you know, I couldn't go get things that I wanted to get or call on. I couldn't go, hey, Neil, my fucking electric, I had some stuff in electrical break and I couldn't, didn't call, hey, Neil, come fix my shit. And I'm, I wasn't, I, up to this point, I'm, I'm not allowed to touch electrical because it's all blue wire to me. Hmm. Uh, but I had to fix it. And watching videos, still like every time I'm watching again and again, nothing like, I mean, Neil's explained this shit to me how many fucking times. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh, oh. Oh, and that ability, like that, that I, I, mean, I can see all the parts and all the things that somehow came back together, and I understood electrical and what it was doing. And the next thing I know, I was you know rewiring house wiring, doing all doing all the stuff, things that I had previously not known how to do. 
I spent a lot of time. I, I just turned off Facebook and turned on YouTube and uh, went to YouTube University and learned how to do stuff I didn't know how to do. Picked up new skills. And uh, started getting into this idea of uh, getting out of any kind of urban environment which wasn't a new idea for um, anybody interested in post-apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of this romanticized version of it, what's the real life version? Well, what's the, how do you create something that's self-sustaining? How do you go live off the land? So I bought some land, cashed in everything I had and then some, and I still owe a lot of money on it. <laughs> hey baby, you're paying for that. <laughs> and fell right on my face trying to homestead because man is that a lot harder than I thought that was going to be but I got lucky because we dodged a bullet and we've dodged a few bullets coming out of this and not getting political but we all know about that and we're still dodging those fucking bullets we're not it's that's not getting better but within a year I went from full face plant sucking to being reasonably good at it and where I am now, I don't know, probably about 70, 80% there on being fully self-sustaining, growing my own food, permaculture, my own orchards, uh, just getting them started. These concepts that were so nebulous and still kind of are to you know, uh, farming that is sustainable. Uh, I'm doing it. I'm doing it now. I've got livestock, I've got, you know, chickens and cats and dogs and everything. It's kind of a quiet, you know, going out to pasture. I'm doing it. I'm doing it even everything I built, I did it knowing climate change was going to happen. And the first wave of monsoons and this horrible rain, I'm watching everybody else fail and I'm thriving what I built worked. I didn't, I thought I was inventing some of it. And then I went online like, Oh, way <laughs> smarter people have been doing this and no one's listening. Uh, and that's the problem is no one's listening. These, there are answers. And I'm sitting here talking about how much there isn't hope, but I figured out how to do on a very small scale. I have a negative carbon footprint. I'm self-sustaining. I've got more food than I can eat. And I look around and I see everyone else fucking it up. My neighbors, when I say neighbors, they're the fuck way out that way. I see people trying to do these things in these videos online and failing. I see a lot of that that I've better at it than I thought I'd be. Good. And do I have an answer yet? Am I ready to become the guru, the teacher? Not yet, but I think... I think there's a possibility I may be able to move into something that is making a difference, at least for a while. And if we get nuked, well, okay. But maybe on some small scale, even if it's in someone's backyard, uh, there may be things I can teach and impart that will slow that progress down. Maybe. Just maybe give a few of us a fighting chance when the real apocalypse happens. I'm excited for you. This sounds fucking awesome. <laughs> no, just so you know, don't come and fucking visit me. That's the whole point. 
You're like, oh, Adam, yeah, I'm going to come back. No, you're not. Don't, please don't come mm. to my house. Please don't go. I, so I went, I got, they went that route. Um, <laughs> I enjoy the peace and quiet. I enjoy you know, being so acoustically attuned that the only sounds that I'm hearing are the ones that, you know, they're just in the environment, you know, talk a little about sound and issues with that this without this i wouldn't have even made it this far and in early years of wasteland it was always difficult and what i usually did to compensate for that as it got as more and more people would be there and more and more sound and more just like you know the i couldn't process it all i just start drinking more and then we went from a few hundred people camping in a field to hundreds, and now there's thousands, and I hear every voice and every sound, and I don't have an off switch. And the only thing that kept that in check was if I deadened my senses with alcohol. And by 2017, it was getting pretty bad. I just didn't know it. Because that's, you know, when you're drinking all the time and drinking more and more because that's your only coping mechanism, that's called alcoholism. Right. <laughs> Also, ain't good for you or making, you know, the you know, correct decisions. <laughs> uh, and 2018, kind of had a wake-up call and all of that is, uh, I am making bad calls. And I'm making them because I'm drunk all the fucking time. I'm making them because if I don't drink, the sound is painful and I'm like a wounded animal. You know, I, my two options are be drunk off my ass or be a wounded animal, and there's no good decisions that are going to come out of that. And luckily, I had some friends that, you know, it wasn't full-on intervention, but it was close. I said, yeah, you're fucking killing yourself. This isn't working. Whatever it is you're doing, you need to not do that. <laughs> and they didn't know. Uh, this is, I'm just now starting to articulate why... I got there. So I looked for, I stopped. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I don't have an addictive personality or I'm not wired that way. Uh, just stopping drinking was easy. That was like, well, I didn't want to be doing it in the first place. Don't get me wrong. I love getting drunk in the desert with my friends, but uh, like, I don't need to drink. And the second I put sound canceling headphones on, I didn't need to drink. So I don't drink. I mean, yeah, I'd go get in trouble and you know, some tequila and yeah, you know, <laughs> be out here having to apologize the next morning. It might be some scenes missing, but uh, I chose to go down that path because it was fun and I was with friends and, you know, the, not because I was trying to kill sound so I could just function, but it's gotten worse that, that uh, there's a lot of studies going on and words for it and drugs for it. And that's, that's not for me. Crutches don't help you fix the problem. You have to fix the fucking problem. And my ability to function has degraded over the years in this environment. This is not a good place for me to be. If it weren't for the overload and, and the fuckers online, do you think you would have continued? Maybe. There's a lot of other factors. Yeah. Uh, if I, if it wasn't for 
the autism and the sound, I might might have come back for an event to experience it. But if you were designing a hell for me, being around thousands of voices and sounds is hell. I'm excited for the next part of your journey. I imagine it's a bit greener. It is. <laughs> <laughs> My wife's been sending me pictures and it's kind of helped me. That's what that's what I'm doing when I get out of this desert. That's where I'm going. Is uh, uh, Wasteland HQ sold or going to be sold? The uh, your your oh, house. Oh, the, the the yard. Yeah. Maybe. Probably I mean, eventually. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, there's you know Jared and they're still working out the logistics part of that. Mm, mm-hmm. You know, this isn't. Hey, buddy, get your shit out of my fucking yard. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's our shit, and right. that's not how. That's not how. Again, you know, I. I want to set the tone, be the example of, you know, leave with dignity and leave it, you know, don't, don't burn this shit down when you're on your way out. Leave, leave this with a fight and chance to go on. Leave it in the hands of people who can make it go on. And I'm still working toward that. If uh, we got west, east, north, can you just kind of point roughly which way you're going? I remember that map, with, you know, that I did with the north in every direction. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going that way. <laughs> That's fair. I like that. God damn, am I going to see you again? Neo. Yeah. You'll see me for Neo and never say never. Yeah. But, uh, Coming to an event, attending an event is much fun as that sounds. I don't think it would be fun. It isn't fun. It's hell. It's just a, I, my ability to function yeah. is has just been getting worse and worse over the years with the sound management, and it helps. But it's like opening up a computer, and every sound is opening a program or a window, and you know, that camp over there blasting their fucking sound system is someone opened a porn storm or something, or you've just opened Photoshop and 50 photos and you're trying to run, you're trying to render something in the background and all of that just takes your RAM and eventually you try to open up one more window and your computer freezes. And a lot of those times you hear stories of Adam being rude. Well, that was the last window. Somebody just, that last point, and I don't have the bandwidth. I've asked you this question many, many, many times. What is Wasteland? Wasteland is a dream of a world that could exist if we chose to make it exist. It's could be hope after all hope is gone. Only if we make the decisions to get there. But the decisions that we're making are why we're there, why there isn't hope. So Wasteland is a place where you could be who you want to be. And I'm going to use that H word again because I did see some glimmers of that 
Uh, I'm going to get raked over the coals probably, but I'm going to just say I don't, I'm an old guy and I don't know what the fucking lingo is anymore. I saw more bare chests and scars and people, trans people, walking the street, being whoever, whoever they wanted to be than I've ever seen at this event before. I saw people dressing in ways that are might have been looked frowned, looked down upon that or they weren't they didn't have the courage to do before but they do here uh, I saw people being who they wanted to be unafraid that's what I want wasteland to be and that's some people that in some cases, we've known for a long time. Yeah. It was beautiful. Yeah, it was. It is. Yeah. I got nothing else. Except I know that that sun's going to give us about another hour to get pretty shots of this car. Want to drive? Let's kick some dust up. With our interview over, Adam took his car Fury out for one last spin, slamming the gas and picking up a rooster tail of dust as he steered out to the end of the dry lake. Known to a handful of Wastelanders as Lake Costner, it frames the southeast corner of Wasteland City. He drives out a quarter mile before turning around and driving straight at my camera. Long before the last second, he turns to my side and starts cutting donuts around me through the dusty sand. As I stand in a cloud of the fine particulate, I can hear him giggling lightly while he holds the steering wheel tightly to the left. After a few laps, he slows down enough for me to see a beaming grin across his face, and he gives me the V8 salute. It reminds me that even in the early years when we'd talk or do a quick interview, he'd always end with a warning of some kind. He's well aware that the end of the world as we know it could happen any time. And even through that pervasive idea, he always finds something to laugh at, a prank to pull, or give someone a compliment that they might not even realize was one until much later. After this rather deep and somber talk we've had, he's still just that kid who wants to play fort in the desert with his friends. And here we are, two grown men standing in a giant sandbox, smiling at each other, both doing what we love. Adam's Wasteland journey ended after this event in 2022, but his time at this site wasn't quite over. He was right back at it for one more build season for Neotropolis 2023, which is Wasteland World's other event, building the Cyberpunk Festival up for its second time. I was lucky enough to attend the event just a couple months ago, and Adam's fingerprints were all over it, from the core, which is Neotropolis's main stage, which was a bit odd to see in the daylight, but a visual masterpiece at night. To Mega Block One, the multi-story complex housing most of Neotropolis's factions in a dense labyrinth of lights, hoses, and secret passageways. Some on the volunteer crew said that the build was extra rough this year, and that Adam was especially hard to work with at times. But still, they pulled off one of the most unique and inspiring events that I've ever seen. I'm looking forward to the next wasteland. It won't be the same, but no year ever is. Some things may be better, and some things may end up a bit worse, but it'll still be amazing, as it always is. 
because it's never been about one man. It's the many that make Wasteland what it is. And as the event continues to grow and evolve, even through the hard rain of the real world that stands ever shaking beyond our protective walls, there will be many more torches to pass. Adam, if you're out there, listening in, I hope you find the peace you're looking for. And that you find a new torch to carry, because it only takes a small light to see through the darkness. I'm going to dedicate this episode to all of Wasteland World's staff, the volunteers, and all the tribes that help build this incredible city every fall. All the effort you put into this event is so appreciated. But if you ever do get burnt out, know that it's okay to take a break, or at least take a step back and look at this amazing thing we do, and the amazing people that are a part of it. In the darkness of the real world, this city can be the light, where scores of tribes and thousands of wastelanders come together and celebrate another year of just being alive. And that might be enough. Today's episode was recorded on location in Wasteland Valley, the home of Wasteland Weekend and Neotropolis. Make sure you subscribe wherever you're listening, and if you're able to, you can support this show at patreon.com slash theapocalypsepost. As always, if you like this episode, share it with a friend. And if you hated it, share it with your enemies, while pissing on them from the top of the Road Rash Tower. I'll see you next time, survivors. Till then, stay alive. And days and days and days and